Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Fitness First Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Mays of Jake's Fitness and Nutrition Coaching, and today I wanted to cover the top five biggest mistakes I see beginner fitness goers make. So today, I'm just going to get right into it. So we're going to start at number one, going too big too fast, okay? So going too big too fast is probably the biggest thing I see people do wrong when they're starting off in their fitness journey. And it's because more feels better, but it doesn't always mean that you're going to see better results from it, especially if you can't stick to it. The number one name of the game is consistency. People that stick in fitness for a really, really long period of time and see the best results are the ones who can stay in it for their entire lives and not for six months or or even two or three years and then fall off. I've worked with people that said they were active their whole lives up until... 40 and then they didn't work out anymore until they were 60 and then they saw major health issues from you know 60 to 62 to 65 until they got back into it so i would say that going too big too fast is the number one thing that i see people do wrong because they're not looking at it as a lifestyle change they're looking at it as a quick fix to something to a problem that they're experiencing right now Number two is the all or nothing fallacy. I love this one personally because people all the time will come to me and be like, well, I can't stay on track with my macros or I can't stay consistent in the gym. And I'll ask them, okay, so how how many days a week are you going? They're like, well, I can only manage like two or three, but I know it needs to be five. I'm like, why does it need to be five? And they say, well, you know, I, I think that's what I need like to see optimal results, right? And I say, no, I mean, I have... 90% of my clients, I think, only go to the gym about three, four days a week, max. I, don't, I actually don't think I coach anybody that goes to the gym more than that. And they all see really, really great results from what we do. And they've never had an issue with it. So I think the approach to that is like most things where people think, well, if I can't dedicate everything I have to this one thing, whether it's the gym or my finances or saving money, then I might as well not do any of it. But would it be intelligent to not have a Roth IRA if it means you could only save a couple dollars at a time? Like, no, you should still have it. It's okay if you can only if you can only invest five dollars a week or ten dollars a week. If that means that you're still accumulating some sort of retirement plan, it's the same thing here. If you can get in the gym and you can do it three or four days a week or two or three days a week, that's still better than you sitting on the couch and doing nothing doesn't have to be all or nothing. You can make fitness and nutrition a lifestyle of whatever you want to be. It depends more on the goals you're trying to reach. When Zach Efron was training for Baywatch, yes, he was probably working out more than three times a week. And he had one of the best physiques we've ever seen on screen. So do you want one of the best physiques you, the Hollywood movies have ever seen? Then yeah, you're probably going to need to go to the gym more than three days a week. But if you have a normal goal of just avoiding chronic disease, feeling healthy, feeling good in your own skin, being confident in a swimsuit, you probably don't need to go to the gym five, six, seven days a week. If you like working out, that's different. You can obviously go to the gym five, five or six days a week and just understand that like not every day needs to be super heavy, not every day needs to be you know, the hardest workout of your entire life. But if you like it, then that's different. I'm more talking about people that are forcing themselves to go to the gym that many days a week because they feel like they have to. So coming in at number three is 
focusing too much on cardio. I hear this one all the time, especially from women, because weights are a way for people to get too bulky. I hear actually that from men and women now, uh, to where I feel like I usually just heard it from women in the past. And I hate that it's gotten that notion because weight training has one of the most potent physiological adaptations that you can have. And it's that lean muscle mass requires more from a metabolism to stay on your body. So it actually helps raise your BMR, your basal metabolic rate, which is great. That's actually, that's the biggest chunk of calories that you burn every day, uh, which that's for a separate podcast. We won't get too much into that today, but that's the point of so much lean muscle actually being really, really good for keeping the fat off long-term. A lot of people will do cardio and they'll do endless amounts of it and never really build any lean muscle and they end up gaining a ton of weight back once they stop. There are a lot of confounding reasons for that, but having more lean muscle mass on your body will help stop the regain of body weight and body fat over a longer period of time than if you didn't have any. And also, it's just good to have it for stronger bones, uh, for balance as you get older. And I think the the old saying is that, you know, stronger people are harder to kill. And that obviously used to mean like when humans would fight saber-toothed tigers and other animals. But in this context, it just means that, you know, you're not going to fall when you get older. And if you do fall, your bones are going to be stronger and your muscles are going to be stronger around that bone so that you don't end up breaking them when you do fall. So cardio is great. You should do cardio, but don't slack on the weights. Number four, cutting carbs to lose weight. Damn, this one's annoying. <laughs> I hear this one all the time. This one annoys the shit out of me. <laughs> I cannot stress enough that carbs do not make you fat. I'll say it again. I cannot stress enough that carbs do not make you fat. Carbs have so many potent, beneficial, physiological things that they do inside your body. Carbs are the number one way your body prefers energy. The number one. It's not even close. Glucose is the number one way your body prefers energy. So, No, you shouldn't avoid carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are actually protein-sparing macros, which means it actually helps not use lean muscle mass for energy when you are in a calorie deficit. So, don't avoid carbohydrates to lose weight. It is a terrible idea. You will be lethargic. You'll get headaches. It'll actually make you less motivated to go to the gym. It'll make you less motivated to do most things. Stop avoiding carbs. That that became popular, I mean, oh my gosh, decades ago, that carbohydrates make you fat, the sugars that you eat are why, why you're gaining weight. Yes, sugar tastes really, really good, and when you add it to stuff, it adds additional calories, and then the calories are why you gain body fat. It's not the carbohydrates, it's not the sugar. If that were true, one gram of carbs has four calories in it, so one gram of protein has four calories in it then why would why would protein and carbs not equally make you fat? It doesn't make any sense. Like it doesn't it doesn't add up at all because if you're a person and I'm a person and it all comes down to the baseline, okay, well how many calories did you eat today? How many calories did you burn? Okay, well you burned 1500 calories and you only ate 1200 calories. It doesn't matter if it was carbs or sugar, you literally cannot gain weight 
from nothing. You have to feed your body some sort of energy in order for it to be stored. That's what body fat is. It's stored energy for a later time from centuries of famine that the human race has faced so that you won't starve to death at a later point. Now, obviously, with Western culture, we have readily accessible food, and that's not a thing anymore, but you still store body fat. So that's a super long-winded way of saying carbs don't make you fat. Don't be scared of them. You need them. Eat them. Enjoy them. It's okay. Just pay attention to your total calories, and you'll be all right. And then lastly, number five. This is probably the, the one that everyone faces in most things that they start, not just fitness, but quitting because progress is slow. If it comes fast, it usually leaves fast too. That's all these people that do these crash diets where they lose 20 plus pounds and in 10 weeks or 20 plus pounds in five weeks or, or whatever it is and they lose they lose a ton of weight and they lose it really, really fast and it all comes back, doesn't it? That's why so many people struggle on this journey forever. If all of these crash diets worked where you lose 30, 50, 60 pounds and in a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, whatever it is, then we wouldn't need coaches. We wouldn't need people trying to teach other people how to eat because you would just do that. If it worked for every person, they never gained the weight back, that would be a trillion-dollar company, and nobody would ever need to work with a coach ever. But they do because the crash diets happen so fast, they lose the weight so fast, and then they end up gaining it all back again. So... The point to this is to say it's okay if your progress is slow. It's okay if you're not gaining muscle as fast as you want to because when the progress is slow, it do, it takes a long time for it to go away as well. When you see bodybuilders retire, do they just shrink overnight? No. It takes years and years and years for them to go down in size because they've packed on so much lean muscle mass. It's the same thing with runners. Like You don't see runners gain a ton of weight just because they stopped running competitively they may be heavier than what they were because they're not burning as many calories but they don't get obese they don't get super heavy just because they stopped running for a period of time it takes a really long time for them to get overweight if ever so all that to say if the progress is slow it's going to take a longer time for you to lose it so don't be mad that it's taking a while just be grateful that it's not another fad diet another quick fix that isn't going to stick with you for a longer period of time one analogy i really like and this isn't mine i, I took this from alex Ramosi, but uh he talked about the rocky cut scene so in in the movie rocky he's always training for a big fight it's uh it's usually 30 seconds 45 seconds long and now like in creed they do the same thing but those Rocky cutscenes last, again, about 30 seconds. The Rocky cutscene of your life is probably three to five years of grinding, of not seeing the results you want to see. And that's in growing a business and growing your body and shrinking your body. It doesn't matter. The actual Rocky cutscene of your life is a lot longer than 30 to 45 seconds. So, that time's going to pass either way. I think I, I know I would rather have reached my goal and been annoyed that it took longer than I wanted when that three to five years already passes. 
Because when that time comes, and it will, the time passes either way, you're going to wish that you had stuck with it and that you had taken the harder route that didn't necessarily happen as fast as you wanted it to. But that is my top five things that beginning fitness goers do wrong. Uh, I'm your host, Jake Mays. Uh, This was the Fitness First Podcast. You can find me uh, at Jake's Coaching on Instagram and then also at www.jakescoaching.com. Thank you, guys. I'll see you next time.